Welcome to Authentically Atley. So I'm still very much getting used to this whole podcast thing. So bear with me. We're going to be talking about lots of things, lots of hot takes, lots of things that I feel like should be getting more notice. And I feel like there are a lot of topics out there that people don't want to talk about or are afraid to talk about or just don't have someone to you know, rely on. And I want to kind of be that person to break down barriers and talk about stuff. I am someone that I literally name this authentically Atlee because you're going to hear me being authentic. And part of that is it's just me. You know, we're all just human and, and no one's perfect. And it's so easy to, you know, judge people and all of these things. But I just want to kind of be myself and hope that it resonates with someone. This will be somewhat of a mental health based podcast where we're going to be talking about different things that we all experience, whether it's body image, whether it's anxiety. These are all things that I want to talk about. and I'm going to have specific episodes, but before we get into all of that, I wanted to focus on a podcast which talks a little bit about my story and my mental health journey because I think that it's really important to me for you guys to know why I'm doing this and that this is really just an open space for people to listen to and for people to feel comfortable tuning in here and whether you learn something, I obviously hope you do, but if this is just a safe place for you, a place that you can come to once a week and feel good about yourself or feel inspired or whatever it means for you, that is really my goal. My goal isn't to like go viral or anything. It's just to create a positive space and connect with more people. And basically where I'm at right now in my life is I just recently graduated from a psychology degree I specialized in concentrating in mental health and counseling. I also am someone who is a true believer in accessibility and trying to make therapy and different forms of treatment, whether it you know be really anything in the social services area. I do think that there should be free accessibility to treatment. And we kind of started to see that during COVID and the pandemic, and then it kind of just... <laughs> went away and trickled away and everyone kind of forgot about the accessibility portion and so now that you've learned a little bit about me let's get a bit deeper into how I got here and I want to be open about this and I want to share my story because I think that a lot of people can probably resonate with it the reason and there's always going to be an underlying theme in each of my podcasts In this one, the main thing that I want to talk about is do not compare your story to other people. Specifically, what I mean by that is you never want to discount your own struggles because they may not seem as severe as someone else's. So that was something that I really got into a pattern with in my life. And if I didn't catch myself at certain points, which I will get more into, it could have been a lot worse than it was. And I wish I would have learned sooner, but I I like to talk about this because I know for myself as a teenager, when I was going through a lot of things, I always felt like, you know, coming from a somewhat privileged background, I felt like my mental health was 
dumb. Like I was like, why am I feeling this way when there's people out there who don't have money for their meals and they don't have a consistent place to live. Like I don't have to deal with these things, especially being a teenager out living under my parents' roof. Why am I so depressed? And I think it's really easy as well when you're stuck in a moment to feel like what you have going on maybe isn't so bad because you're used to it and you're desensitized to it. You realize that sometimes after the fact, you're like, wait, like that happened? Like I did that? Like it is insane from hindsight what we go through. And I think this is just what's ingrained in us in society that there is this pattern to feel guilty about taking time off and caring about ourselves and loving ourselves and everyone wants to talk about it on social media and take a bath and read a book but sometimes and honestly the most important aspect of self-care is being able to take a step back when you're not okay and saying what can I do to help myself in this moment and how can I feel better? What I'm trying to say is it's crucial. You can do all the little stuff, but at the end of the day, if you aren't putting in the work when you really need it, then you're not gonna see as much progress, right? But that's a whole story within itself. So let's get into it. For me, I had a pretty good childhood. We're not gonna go that far back. But I did experience things in my life at a pretty young age that I think I have to start back kind of in high school because that's where things changed for me. And again, I'll talk about these things in more detail at a later episode. High school can be extremely difficult to navigate. I didn't fully understand it at the time because I always looked for the best in people. So I happened to blame myself for, you know, putting myself in this situation. A lot of the things that happened, I eventually learned how to judge people's character. At the beginning, though, I happened to befriend a toxic group of people who essentially just ended up turning on me and creating a lot of problems in my life. And that is where bullying occurred. There was manipulation. There was intentional exclusion, um, having other people turn on me again and again. And I think in high school, it's really difficult because people don't really want to get involved in drama that's not considered theirs. So there's a lot of drawing a blind eye. And I think for me, that made my situation even worse because I happened to not get the benefit of the doubt in a lot of situations. And... It left me in a place where I was very vulnerable and very insecure. I felt unworthy of having true friends and I became very depressed. I didn't understand the people who still stood by me or gave me the time of day because I felt like I didn't deserve it. It really felt like no one trusted me. It left me in a very fragile place. It just got to the point where I did not want to go to school. I would wait until the last second to get to school. I would dread lunch. And I knew that this was not normal. I knew that this was not okay. I loved school and the social aspect was draining for me. I I hated it. I really put up a wall. That wall has stuck with me essentially for the rest of my life. And that's the thing I think that people don't realize 
even if you don't mean to exclude people, even if you don't mean to say negative things about someone, if that is something that they hear multiple times, it becomes an insecurity for them. And for me, like I felt that my true authentic self was not a disturbance, but I felt like my presence was not welcomed and that I was doing everyone a disservice by being around them. It was difficult because I was still doing well in school. I wasn't antisocial. I was working at 15. I had a part-time job and I was competitively in sports. So this was the thing. I, I think for me, it's very easy for me to feel guilty about mental health because I am more of a high functioning person when it comes to mental health. But at this point in my life, I think I really felt like what I was going through, the people that I had had experiences with bullying made me feel like my thoughts weren't valid anyways. Like I thought they were right. I was like, I'm. if I feel bad about myself, then I'm being dumb. Like that's really what it was, right? That was really when I started to experience negative mental health symptoms and I did not want to turn to anyone about it. And growing up, I was a very closed off person when it came to emotions. I was not someone who really liked to express vulnerability. Vulnerability was very difficult for me really ever since I was a kid. And for that reason, I just thought, you know what, like I, I'm going to get through this. Like I try to, you know, just focus on other things. And that's, that's how I was high functioning is by essentially avoiding the pain that I was going through. One thing I will say is, is always just treat people with kindness because you don't know what someone's been through and you don't know how they're dealing with it and what type of support that may be make or break for them. And that's why I share the story. It's not to complain about the things that I've been through. It's because I know there's someone else who is feeling that same way. So it was about halfway through grade 10 where I decided that I should probably transfer high schools. I just knew that if I stayed in this toxic environment that I was not going to get better mentally. I never in a million years imagined myself transferring high schools because I saw it as the weak thing to do. And this is not something I took lightly. It was really hard for me to talk about this with my parents. I felt like a failure. I felt stupid. I felt like an idiot. Like, why am I weak? Why do I have to transfer schools? But I knew it was the best decision for me. And I'm so grateful that I knew people at, you know, other schools and that I could confide in them about my experiences. And it was probably the best decision that I could have made because I generally do not know if I would still be here today if I hadn't done that. So moving forward, things were okay for a while. Of course, I had a lot of issues that I needed to work on that I hadn't fully understood at that point in my life because, you know, it takes time. It takes time. You know, even after I'd left that school, I still was constantly judging myself and constantly worried about what other people thought of me. But I was okay. I had friends. I was still in sports. I was doing well in school and things were honestly okay and, and doing well until um, I was almost 18. And, and my parents told me that they were separating and that was something that was very difficult 
And I think that it's very hard when you've seen your parents grow up together and it all changes in the snap of a moment. And being old enough to be able to comprehend everything that's going on in those moments and throughout their divorce is harder than I can put into words. I got back to a place where mentally I was not okay. I was essentially trying to do things to self-validate and my worth was just coming from the wrong places, whether that be from, you know, male attention or focusing on school or sports. It doesn't really matter because for me, like really up until I was 19, I didn't want to deal with my problems. I was putting them off. And part of that, again, was this really big feeling of feeling guilty for even feeling bad in the first place. I thought, you know, other people have it worse than me, you know. That is kind of what went through my head. And it's it's not easy, but things happen and it's life. Then we get to university and I was at a point in my life where I wanted to run away. I did not want to live at home. I really just wanted to experience life. I thought that living at home was for boring people and I really just wanted to enjoy life, have fun and, you know, get away from my hometown. I think for me, like, I actually had a couple of first really good weeks and as school started to set in, people started to get busy, I felt like I thought I would just have a more stable friend group. And I think the thing for me was at this point, I was still seeking validation from outside sources instead of myself. I was not comfortable spending time with myself. So for me, eating a meal alone at the cafeteria every day was devastating for me and it brought me back to a very vulnerable mental state and I know that you know I could have texted my friends and said hey do you want to get you know breakfast more together do you want to get lunch more together but I was just in the mindset of no no people don't want to hang out with me so I didn't really prioritize making connections and I remember specifically It was right after the end of reading week of the first semester and I was returning back to London. I was at the Greyhound station. My mom was dropping me off and I had this overwhelming sense of anxiety and fear within me and I knew that something was wrong and I knew that most people didn't feel this way about returning back to the university that they were going to. It felt like this wasn't the right decision for me and that I had messed up by choosing this school and choosing to be away from home because I was just vulnerable and I needed to really work on myself before I could function at my best living alone and being on my own. It left me in a place where I felt alone all the time and I felt restricted. I felt stuck in this city that I did not want to be in And this was really when a lot of the rise of these things that I had been hiding in my past and building up came back. I felt unworthy of having good friends. I felt like no one understood me. I was complicated because I was working through a lot of things and I was closed off. 
So of course people weren't becoming my best friends because I was afraid to be my most authentic self. I generally didn't feel like the school was the right fit for me. I didn't really like the city. I didn't really like the culture of the school. It wasn't everything I expected it to be. I felt like a loser. I felt like a failure. And I had to realize that that was not true. Again, these were other people's perceptions that I was putting on to myself. And that was at the point where I decided to consider moving schools. And if it was not for transferring in high school, I would have never considered it. But I personally couldn't fathom staying somewhere I was unhappy at for another three years. I think I knew deep down that I really needed to better support myself and my mental health. And I knew that being at home with my family was the best decision at that point. And I'm really glad that I had the courage and awareness to understand why I was unhappy and to make a change. Making a change can be scary, but it's one of the best things you can do for yourself. You can't expect to be happy and to all of a sudden feel better if you're not changing your circumstances in at least one way or another. And in a nutshell, when it comes to university, I've talked to many people about this. And unfortunately, a lot of the time being in university and the lifestyle is glamorized, especially for high schoolers and teenagers. And it's made out to be this big thing when it can actually be really hard for a lot of different people. I did decide to apply to other universities that were near my hometown I had not fully made the decision yet, but I kind of did that as a backup. If things got worse or if things continued to stay this bad, I would have a safe route out and an escape. And it did feel like that. I felt guilty. I felt like I was taking the easy way out of something and I didn't want to deal with hardships and you know sometimes I still feel that way of well you didn't live on your own for that long and maybe you should have just tried longer but that's okay so basically I had gotten into schools I knew that I had some hope in my life and then COVID hits so I had about a month and a half left of school at this point so I had not told anyone that I was going to be possibly leaving and it was tough because in one night when we found out that school was going to be online for the rest of the semester, I had to tell all of my close friends that I was not coming back. And it was a very interesting conversation with the girls in my residence because they had felt a similar way about university too and just feeling like this was maybe not all it was lived up to. But I had to tell people because I was not going to see them again. And I partially moved out the next day and I fully moved out about two weeks later. And since then, I have not been back to Western. From then on, when I got home, when COVID was going down, I had experienced a lot of depression before this point, but this was the peak of my anxiety. I am someone who my anxiety stems around the lack of control. So this was a very anxiety provoking situation for many people. And I 
remember getting home and everything just hit. I was like, what have I done? Like, I'm probably not going back to Western next year. I have no plans to live with anyone. And I'm gonna start over from scratch and be a transfer student and be in second year and have literally no friends and live at home. Like it was just extremely overwhelming. I also just realized that I was not in a place of where I loved myself or I cared about myself and it took a lot of work and I'm very grateful for COVID in many instances because I actually worked on myself and I needed it and I met a lot of amazing people. It showed me that I can make true connections with people where I feel welcomed and I feel loved and I feel valued. And even though it didn't come at times previous to this in my life where I needed it, everything made sense. And things started to come together. <laughs> Was it easy being a transfer student in COVID? And for my first essentially almost two years of my undergrad, I had only one class that was partially in person. It was a hybrid class. And that was where I met one of my best friends to this date. It's so interesting because I never thought I would end up at the school that I ended up at, which is York. <laughs> but honestly, as much as people have bad things to say, I really enjoyed my three years there. And I learned so much about myself and the psychology program is absolutely amazing. Obviously it has its flaws, all schools do, but I want to mention that throughout all of these experiences, these are things that have stuck with me to this day. I still struggle with my mental health. It comes and goes. Today, for me, my anxiety was horrible. Was it because of hormones? Probably. But I like to acknowledge that mental health is not this linear progressive route. It goes up and down and sometimes you'll think that you're better and you're not or you'll have something that you have to work through again that will come up from your past and the reason that these things typically come up is that you have not fully dealt with them from your past experiences but if you really want to know the secret to making psychological progress it is putting yourself in experiences that used to give you fear and anxiety that used to trigger you because one of the most effective forms of therapy is behavioral therapy. And what is the root of that? Facing your fears. And eventually, they aren't so scary anymore. And that's exactly what happened with me. I also want to mention, throughout the time of COVID to now, which is 2020 to 2023, three years, I have been in therapy. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this, there was free therapy during COVID. So I kind of got to experiment and see what I liked and what I didn't like. And I found a therapist that I really resonated with about two and a half years ago. And I don't see her as often as I did anymore. But I obviously am someone who's a true believer in therapy and therapeutic skills. Even if you're not in therapy, there's lots of skills that you can learn or read about and they are life-changing i want to emphasize that that has been a really big part in getting to where i am now because it's taught me how to work through many things in my life because things are always going to come up but it's how you are able to handle them and i know we hear that a lot on social media but it's skill-based right 
because you have to break patterns that you've learned from your past and your childhood. And it's not easy. It takes time. It takes progress. It may not be how you expected it to be. And that's okay. But I want you to know if you've gotten this far that it is going to work out for you. You know, everything that you're dealing with is on the path that you are supposed to be on. It's going to guide you to where you're supposed to be in your end goal. And it's so interesting to me because I look back now at all these things and I know I would not be where I am if these things did not happen. They did not make or break me, but they shaped me to who I am so that I could find my passions and I could find my inner child again and I could break down that wall of of always being afraid to be vulnerable with people. And that is something that's not easy when you are someone who has been bullied or been made fun of or whatever it is. It's not going to happen overnight. Like I'm telling you this story seven years from when my mental health originally went to a negative place. Did I know how to deal with it at that point? Absolutely not. I did not know how to deal with it. Like I said, until just about three years ago was when I actually actively decided to seek help. And I was still in a place when I was in my first year of university when I was 19 that I thought, well, why would I get therapy? There's people out there that need it more than me. I shouldn't be taking away resources from them. I shouldn't say that I have depression or I shouldn't say that I have anxiety because there's people who have worse anxiety, which that's not how it works. Like now that I've actually finished my degree, I obviously know there's different severity levels, but I can look back now and I can tell you that everything that I was feeling and experiencing was completely legitimate. And just because I didn't have a diagnosis at that time in my life doesn't mean that what I was feeling wasn't valid. I eventually did receive a diagnosis of major depressive disorder and I believe I was on the less severe side for generalized anxiety disorder when I eventually did get a diagnosis, but it wasn't necessarily at my peak of anxiety. I am someone that I try to think more progressively when it comes to diagnoses because people can very much experience symptoms and you may just not qualify for a mental disorder or a lot of people don't have access to those tests so this is just again like if I never seeked help I never would have even known really what I was experiencing and what to do and how to get help so that's why I make this point is that whatever you are dealing with your feelings your response is completely legitimate and I hope you know that that was a point for me that I realized I needed to stop comparing my mental health to other people's. Because again, you never know what someone is actually dealing with behind closed doors. You may think it's really bad. You may think it's really good, but you really don't know because you're not them. And everyone handles different things in their own way. And a lot of it has to do with what we've experienced throughout our lives and what we've been told is good and bad. And it does not invalidate what you are going through. So if you are someone who feels like you need to do something for yourself, whether that be taking an afternoon to color or talking to a therapist or talking to a friend, please do that for yourself because you deserve it. 
And it is only when you put yourself first and you stop comparing yourself to other people that you will feel worthy. So thank you so much for listening. My DMs are always open on Instagram, at Lauder. If you have certain things from this episode or just things that you would like me to talk about as well, feel free to send me a message. And goal is to be posting these once a week, every Monday, so that you have something to start off your week with and look forward to. I hope that everyone has a great week. 